0: It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show on this rainy, rainy, cold Los Angeles Monday. Monday, January 22nd, 12224. I always have like a thing for these numbers. Maybe I'm a numerology gal. Maybe secretly I have a side of me that's like, I'm a numerology girl and maybe I will, you know, pivot down the line. Who knows? Who knows? The world is our oyster. Welcome to the show. Any of you new subscribers got so many of you new ones over the weekend. I guess you just have to remind people to subscribe and check because according to a few different comments and DMs that I get, you guys keep getting unsubscribed. A lot of people are saying that they will um, message, uh, like they will, um, if they don't comment often, they will they will not get a lot of, um, what's it called? They won't continue being subscribed. So make sure you check that out. Also, my listens are just going up and up on the audio side. Are you a viewer? Or are you a listener? What's your deal? It was such an interesting weekend. You guys, I learned so much about life this weekend. <laughs> I do feel like I'm learning more and more about life and about myself and about other people and about other people's opinions about other people over the weekend. I feel like if you know, you know what I'm talking about. We will definitely, definitely talk about all of it. I will shout out before we get into the show. I would love to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor of the show, which is ZipRecruiter. And I want to talk to you guys about this really fast because if you're currently hiring, you can probably relate that it's challenging to find qualified candidates. And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds the right people for your roles fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. That's D-A-N-A. Now I will tell you really fast, I think in January, a lot of us have to kind of like refresh our worlds, our lives, our you know, uh, our teams, who we follow, who we who we want to do business with, who we want to align with, you know what I'm saying? So, ZipRecruiter is a great way to get people on your team that you know have the skills that you need and also can really like get exactly what you need out of like a candidate because I don't know. I teach a lot of people how to create a podcast. That's something that I do on the side. A lot of you guys know about it. I have multiple clients that are killing the game right now. And I'm um, currently right now filling up for my next group class. So the the notes in the show notes, you can get more information on that. But when I talk to these people who want to start their podcast, it's all about who should I hire as a producer? Who should I hire as a assistant, a virtual assistant, this and that? So ZipRecruiter is really great because they use AI technology. Um, it's like smart technology. I'm all about chat GPT and all that fun stuff. So as you rate candidates that are coming in, ZipRecruiter sends you more of the ones you like. It's literally, you know what it is? It's like Tinder or Hinge or, or like those dating apps, right? Like you swipe. You're like, this is the one. This is not the one. So anyway, go and try ZipRecruiter for. Free this month. You can find all the talent. You need to fill all of your roles with ZipRecruiter. See for yourself why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter. Get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. Again, that's ZipRecruiter slash dot com slash Donna, D-A-N-A. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. Let's keep talking. Let's get into the gossip. Um, I am so happy to see all of you guys coming here for your first live. I will say really fast that this week's Patreon is going to be bomb.com. Really good, because here's what we're going to talk about on Patreon this week. We're going to talk about a Aron from Scientology, and we all got to whistle. Um, witness. Thank you to the doser that sent me a DM and gave me the heads up and then posted on the Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group about the um, live arrest. We saw Aaron Smith-Levin, who was a, gu- a guest on my show. He covers all of the Scientology drama. We're going to talk about his live arrest. We're going to talk about um, American Nightmare, which is a documentary series that Lance and I watched over the weekend. Holy shnikes. I'll just tell you, I I haven't slept very good, but we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about some other, you know, behind the scenes blogger, podcaster content stuff that is happening in this world. I will allude to it today because it was part of Jeff Lewis, but we'll get more into it on Patreon, so make sure to join the Patreon. The link is below. I release a new episode right now. I'm releasing two episodes a week. Yesterday, I released an episode with my friend Zach Peter. We are um, rewatching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one. So yesterday's episode was all about, you know, the when Camille and all the girls went to Kelsey's New York. Kelsey Grammer's New York. Um, you know, play opening. It's really good. It's really, really interesting. Okay, Andrew. I'll name them. Name them. Now, um, I said it on my stories earlier. Dr. Donna was on Jeff Lewis this last week. I actually didn't listen to that episode. I've been slacking, y'all. I've been slacking on listening to my shows every day. I've had like a really crazy few weeks. Um, but I did see the clip where she she basically said, because Jeff was saying how he struggles with when he knows he's right, but people online say he's not, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, Dr. Donna left him with this advice. And Justin Martindale was at the event too. And she said, do they have a right to, you know, their own opinions? And Jeff said, yes. And she goes, let them. So let them and name them. Let them, name them. we Proof, timeline, screenshots. You guys, this is the best. I picked up my son's from school on Friday or Thursday. I can't remember which day it was. Whatever. And my third third grader's son, my third grader's teacher from last year. She's a second grade teacher, and she and I shout out Rebecca. She and I talk all about Real Real Housewives and reality TV. And she and Oliver talked about Mary from Salt Lake City last year a lot because that was the year that Oliver would watch Mary with me, and. I picked her, I picked the boys up from school the other day and Rebecca opens the door to like put the kids in the car, you know, like at the carpool line or whatever. And opened, you know, opened the door, came, um, put Oliver in and she goes, receipts. And I go, proof, timeline, screenshots. And Oliver goes, oh my God, are we talking about esophagus gate? My third, my third grader, I said, Oliver, how do you know about the esophagus? He goes, Sutton? I'm like, wow, I really need some, I really need to put some boundaries with my, my real housewives watching around the house. I mean, Oliver knows about Sutton and her as Hoffa because Oliver is going to take over Daily Dose of Donna when this is, over. when I have a retired, Oliver is going to be like Daily Dose of Oliver and it's going to be half sports. He's going to talk about Travis and Taylor because he's a big sports guy. Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. My weekend was very relaxing. A lot of you were asking if I made it to uh, Sarah from Jeff Lewis um, Obsessed event. I did not go. I was, I was doing family stuff all weekend. Um, I enjoyed my weekend tremendously. I got to see my son play in a piano recital. I got to see my other son kill it at a basketball game. Got to cook. Got to watch TV. It was a great weekend. Okay. You guys, we have some stories today, and they are all over the place. They are all over the place, okay? We are going to talk a little bit about one thing that popped up on my um, feed last night by Not Skinny But Not Fat, Not Skinny But Not Fat, Amanda. She is a podcaster. She's the one that had Sam from Summer House, Sam and Corey, the breakup. She had Sam on last uh, week. So I like Amanda a lot. I I, I know she... She ruffles some feathers online. I I think every good person in this space does, obviously. Like, not everyone's going to like you. I mean, you know, we see that every day, right? But Amanda, I like her. And she posted a reel that killed me last night beyond because you guys don't know me. Circa, like, two thousand. Ten to 15. But I'm telling you, I was so vocal on my Facebook feed back then before I was a public podcaster. This is when I was just a casting director working in, you know, Disney TV. The way that Anne Hathaway triggers me. That woman. Now I will say, I've seen some good performances. I've seen, like she was in that movie, um, With Adam Driver, where they played... No, with Jared Leto, where they played um, Adam Newman from WeWork. She played his wife. Phenomenal role for her because she was unlikable. Like, I don't find Anne Hathaway likable. This is a very... This is a controversial situation. But she was photographed out in, I believe, Italy. I mean, it would make sense that it was in Italy. Coming out of a car and all of these people wanted to take pictures and fans were there and paparazzi... Just like you see on every other paparazzi shot from any celebrity getting out of any car anywhere. And she gets out of the car. And if you guys watch it, I posted on my story. She walks out and she goes, Okay, calma, 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 okay, calma, calma. I would like to take a photo with every one of you, but I will not be able to do it. I will need you to stand back, calma. And then I will wave at you and give you what you need. Calma. The way this woman makes my skin crawl. Does anyone else get triggered so hardcore by Anne, by Anne Hathaway? There's very few people that do this. Although I watch them every week on Real Housewives. Anne-Marie, we'll talk about her. Anne-Marie triggers me like nobody's business. Who else is driving me bananas on these shows? Um, Adriana, Adriana and Alexia in Miami they drive me insane. Um speaking of Anna Marie, did you guys see how last week I mentioned on a show that the Ameri- the Anesthesiologist Society of America or the American Society of Anesthesiologists, I don't remember, it's ASA. She um they had posted something about Anna Marie talking about, you know, how they don't like you know, Miss Mistitlement, basically, of what you do, and I think this is becoming a very big issue for Anna Marie because her career is actually real; like she actually is a nurse anesthetist. And I'm not in any way taking any any of that away from her. The problem is, once you are on a show like this, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, if you are a therapist, if you are a doctor, if you are any of these people, and you go from a sh- you go onto a show, and and you start to Talk about your career or act in a certain way that discredits you as what you do. Like, it's going to follow you home. It's going to follow you to your career. I don't know about you, but it's very scary, I would imagine. My best friend, Valerie, shout out, Valerie. It was your birthday over the weekend. Um, Valerie has been on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills a couple different times over the years. And she's done a phenomenal job. She was actually the therapist last season when Dorit was really going through those post-break-in um, you know, break-in anxiety struggles, and she saw Valerie. So if you go back and watch that, Valerie is is such an amazing, amazing therapist. But that is a risk you take when you go on a show like that. Because can you imagine if you give bad advice or if you act in a way that seems a little unnatural? Now that's different because she's just in her business moment. But if Valerie became a real housewife, and then you saw her in her drama, would you trust going to her as a therapist? Most likely not. Most likely not, right? So I don't know. I just think, you know, it's, it's not a good look for Anna Marie, but I will tell you, Anna Marie did finally speak back about the ASA claims. And she says, I do not condone the ASA's defamation campaign. I am a CRNA, a certified registered nurse anesthetist. I'm extremely proud of my profession. I will not be accused of title misappropriation because a castmate needed a storyline on a reality TV show. Do you guys think that Crystal made up that Anna Marie called herself a doctor? I don't. doesn't seem very like plausible, but I don't know. This is my real life and my career, she says. I am not an anesthesiologist, nor have I ever claimed to be one. I have immense respect for physician anesthesiologists, and I ask that the ASA and other anesthesiologists show respect to CRNAs as well. This feels like a little bit of a maybe a little conflict that's been going on for a long time. Don't you guys feel like that? Like there's a little bit of a conflict between the CRNAs and the anesthesiologists, like I'm better than you. Um, Political issues exist between physician anesthesiologists and CRNAs, which explains their current attack on me and the profession. Our goal is anesthesia, anesthesia, Providers should always be working together in order to best serve our patients, not competing with one another. I mean, I would argue that your goal is to make sure that you're, you're you know, doing your service well and not killing the people and also not discrediting the fact that they think that they have, you know, health issues. I would like to uh, maybe make that the priority for a CRNA. Like, not just making sure that we, you know, um, get respect in the position. How about, like, let's n- not, you know, let's make sure that they don't, uh, you know, die on our table. Jeez. As someone who has had anesthesia anesthesia in, in many different ways through the years, right? Like, with my C-sections, that's a different kind of anesthesia. But, like, I've had to be put to sleep with wisdom teeth. Like, different kinds of things. I would like to believe that Anna Marie has my back and can trust that I have a small esophagus. I don't. But if I did, I would like her to believe that I did. Um, And then she finally said the esophagus storyline was not funny. I mean, Oliver, my son, thought it was kind of funny. Watching the show back now, I hate that storyline just as much as everyone else. Does she hate it because we all hate it? Or does she hate it because she actually hates it? Because I think she thought she was doing something when she was filming the show. I would be mad at Me Too. It was a line of questioning. I should never have started. And for that, I sincerely apologize. That storyline was unauthentically dragged on for far too long. And I've been dragged through the mud in the process. I just want to highlight the real in reality TV. Okay, girl. Sure. As you can tell, I'm a huge fan of negative 8.5. Huge fan. Hi, everyone. Um, also, this kind of reminded me because she says I've um, you know, I've been dragged through the mud in the process. One line that happened in season one, episode six of Beverly Hills, which I talked about yesterday was Zach. Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump, the good days when Kyla and Lisa were buddies. Do you guys remember those days? They were sitting in the back of a town car in New York on this trip, and they were driving to go like to this, um, store to try on clothes. And they're sitting there having a conversation about the fact that they haven't gotten no sleep, that they just really feel so tired. They didn't sleep at all last night. And Kyle said I laid in bed all night and I was awake all night. And Lisa says, I feel like I've been shagged through a I feel like I've been uh shagged backwards through a bush. And Kyle goes, what? And Lisa goes, yes, I feel like I've been dragged backwards through a bush. And Kyle goes, I thought you said shagged. And Lisa goes, oh, well, that wouldn't have been bad either. And I thought it was so funny. Can you imagine shagged backwards through a bush is my new thing? I didn't use it yesterday. I didn't say shagged. I said dragged when I told Lance that I felt like I didn't sleep. And I said, I look like I've been dragged backwards through a bush. And he didn't even laugh at that comment. I didn't even get a ha ha on that text, and I would like to get a, t- ha ha, Lance, if you're listening. Um, some other news, Julia Hart. Do you guys know Julia Hart from Orthodox Unorthodoxed? Is that what it's called on Netflix? And Jill Zarin, Jill Zarin, my girl, Jill Zarin. I say my girl only because I really love Jill Zarin. I actually really do like Jill Zarin. I don't know why there's something about Jill that I get the annoying, but I love her. I don't understand. It's like the Lisa Barlow. There's certain people that are so damn annoying and I can't get enough of them. Lisa. Um, uh, that's it. (laughs) Lisa, Jill. I know Ramona is so problematic. I know. And we can talk a little bit about what happened, but I don't want to get so much into that. She had like a little bit of a snafu because she shared something on her stories over the weekend. That was not appropriate. But I love Jill. I think she's an amazing mom. Like, I just want to hang out with Jill and Gary. So they are co-starring in a new reality show. It's a failure to launch style reality show. This seems like a really good idea. Um, Oh, it was called My Unorthodox Life. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Um, The show is headed to a major network, we're told. This is according to page six, but it's not saying what. It's going to be neither... Netflix or Bravo, the show is said to be a reality version of the 2006 Matthew McConaughey and Sarah Jessica Parker movie failure to launch. It basically is essentially most likely about how it sounds like Jill and, and um, Julia will kind of help these like overgrown adolescents grow up. So like adults that are stuck in their kids, their parents' home and they don't want to get a job or maybe they don't really want to, you know, fall in love. I think it's a really good idea for them. I don't know. I really do find, um, I, I find Jill's like perfect for that kind of a job. Here's my guess. I could be totally wrong, but my guess it goes into in, like an Amazon freebie. I just feel like Jill and Julia are both really close with Jeff Lewis and maybe there's like some sort of connection there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, are you guys watching Hollywood Houselift? Obviously, we're going to talk more about Jeff in just a second. Um, and then finally, can we just like shout out Craig and Paige for being the cutest couple in the history of America? Those two, I just think they are so darling, and I really, really hope, I truly, truly hope that they stay together and make it the distance. Craig and Austin are meanwhile, um, like uh, opening a bar in Charleston, which I find very interesting. I think it's actually really smart. Austin is like a huge drinker and loves beer and he has a beer, Trip Hop, I think it's called. And Craig is not necessarily a huge partier anymore, but he's a great businessman. And he probably has some good money to invest in this. How many people would run to a pillows and beer type of bar, right, like to go and hang out with Craig and Austin? Like it would be the destination for like bachelorette parties. Right, I just think it would just be like such a good business move, but Craig and Paige are just like showing up in different ways online, and I just saw an article or a little clip with Paige and Hannah burner that they do giggly squad the podcast, which I love, and Paige was talking about how she thinks he's so um you know she said like they're doing a segment called What Made Craig Cry this week. And basically she said that Craig got really offended that he would say, I love, to Paige, he would say, I love you, you're my best friend. And she would say, I love you too. And he was like, "Um, you know, I, I wish you would say I love you and you're my best friend. Aren't I your best friend? And she's like, you're one of my best friends. Oh, I just love their relationship. I really do. Go Craig, go Paige. They're too cute for me. All right, calma, calma down, guys, calma down. We're getting to the stories. Okay, I'm just going to quickly cover, and I'm not even going to cover it. I'm literally going to just mention it. I know it's in the title, Real House of Potomac. Guys, when I tell you this show is so damn bad, I'm, I'm mad, actually, at whoever out here told me to catch up on the show because it would be good this season because last season was so good. I cannot watch the show. And if I'm watching it, it is so background noise. It is so not like must-see TV. In fact, it's my Sunday night ritual to watch like Sister Wives and Them. Obviously, no Sister Wives. But last night, I watched other things. And I didn't even care to watch this. I watched American Nightmare and I watched um, Traders. But I am not interested in the show. And then right before, like an hour before Daily Dose, I'm like, oh, crap. I've got Potomac fans that want me to talk about it. And this is like a really important thing for me because I want to give, you know, equal love to all these Real Housewives shows. But it is so bad, so bad, and so not interesting, and so like, Filler content. I feel like I'm watching a TLC show, like not S- Sister Wives, not like a good TLC shows show. I'm watching like Say Yes to the Dress. You know those shows that it's like on in the background. You don't really care. You're not really interested, but it's nice to have some like noise in your ear. that ain't good for a Real Housewife. I mean, the entire episode, from what I recognized out of it, because I didn't even, I don't even think I would know what I was just watching. It was a lot of family stuff. It was like Karen and her daughter. By the way, when I met the Grand Dame in Vegas in the bathroom <laughs> at, the, at the Four Seasons and I took that picture with her, she is so beautiful, so adorable, so cute. My height, she's a tiny little girl. Karen Huger is five feet, like five something. Really, like she's with like, she's like me. I think she was in flats. Um, and I was in heels. But she talked to me about her daughter. She talked to me about Raven. She's really obsessed with Raven's career kind of taking off. And Raven got a nice uh, hit on this week's show. Um, so it was a lot about like mother-daughter relationships. We saw Ashley was putting on some sort of like mother's lunch. And I don't even know. But I didn't care. And then the only drama that we really saw like actually transpire is the drama between Candace and Robin and Candace and Giselle. And I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't care. Robin, you guys, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this honestly. Let people, like, leave Robin alone with her drama and her husband. Whatever she wants is okay. She's not going out there and judging other people on their relationships that I'm seeing. Is she? You tell me. Has Robin gone out and been like the most vocal person talking crap about other people's relationships? Leave Robin and her husband, Wani, alone to do whatever. Whatever works. Whatever works, right? We don't know what goes on behind closed doors in any of these homes. Whatever works. It's real bad. I mean, I hear a lot of you guys are feeling the exact same way that a lot of you guys are not interested. That's bad for Potomac. Aaron says, I watched it and at the very end, I realized I hadn't even listened to it. I did run it back, but only for a filler show. I'm now Team Robin now between her and Candace. I I, I don't know. I don't care. Bad sign for Real Housewives of Potomac, and they're going to have to do some major, major like cutting and shifting and changing. If I have to, I don't want to watch NECA and her sister and her drama. I don't care about them. It's bad. I do love Candace, and I love Karen. Those are my two favorite. The rest can go. Um, readers, I will talk about Traders um, episode four on this episode, so I hope you guys are catching up. I hope that we can talk a little bit about Traders on the show because it's such a good show. Traders is done in a way that is, I mean, this is money, right? Some shows don't have money behind them and you can tell. They're usually on TLC. Sister Wives. And then some people have money, have shows that have a ton of money and you can tell. And that to me is peacock shows, like Girls Trip, looked beautiful. It was shot beautifully. You can tell that they put some cashola in it. And I come from this, you know, being Lance's wife. Like I have a camera operator and like a director of photography as a husband. So I recognize, you know, quality in terms of how things are filmed reality style. But Traders is a gorgeously filmed show and it's so well produced and the cast is phenomenal. You can't get a better cast than this. I mean, there's a couple of people I could trade out, but it's so good. Here are the biggest surprises about traders, okay? The biggest surprises about traders is Larsa is a good player. Larsa's actually good at traders. It's shocking. Another shocking. MJ actually has a good eye and understands this game there's something about these Bravo girls. These Bravo girls can really spy and like feel out who's fake and who's not. You know who sucks at these shows are the like, I would say like the, mm, like the survivor people aren't great. The big brother people are just, eh. the bachelor people really never can get it cuz the bachelor don't have this like feeling of who's like you know going behind me and who's going around me and whatever it's like it is really honestly you have to have an eye for like who's out to get me and personality types and personality traits like real housewives is literally like reading people 101 right real housewives gives you gives you the op- gives you the opportunity to read people in a way that no other show does Bravo is a psychology course. It's like a sociology, psychology, physiology. Like it's all of it. I just think it's so good. Now I will give you guys a little bit of scoop or not scoop, but spoilers about episode four. So I will let you know, and there will be timestamps. In this episode, we have basically the house dividing by TV show, which is very interesting because last season, I don't think there were enough reality stars because it was half reality, half normies. But this season, because there's so many different people from the same kind of network it, or the same show, the same franchise, you can tell that there's a little separation. we got the survivors. Although I feel like survivors not, are not really kind of like going together. Then we have the, um, uh, what's it called? The Housewives, right? So that's Phaedra, Tamra. Um, Larsa, Phaedra, Tamra, Larsa, Sheree. Is there a fifth housewife that I can't remember? Then we have the big brothers. Like people are separating and then we have John. John is this like 70 year old man. That's just there. I mean, what is he doing there? He's just like, hello. He was like a former politician. Like, did they have someone fall out in casting and then they just threw him in? Of course, we also have the challenge people. We have CT and Trichelle left because Banana's left as he's episode one or two. So then we also have the um <laughs> uh then we also have the um the what's it called? The uh challenge people. We have the housewives, we have survivor, we have big brother, we have a we have one bachelor. I think that's Peter. And then we have Bling Empire, Kevin. Kevin is so annoying. I agree with Tamara. Tamara's like, Kevin, you're annoying. And Kevin goes to Larsa. Larsa, you're annoying. Like everyone's annoying each other the way that they eat, right? Like their mouth open, uh, Kevin's mouth open. That is to me is enough for me to run over. Oh, they also have Bergie from Love Island. Okay, so they have a couple like random one-shotters. I wonder if it's better to be on a show like this when you're part of an alliance like that like a housewives alliance, or does that just put more light on you and then makes you more of a target? Like I think John, John, the old dude that has no alliance, was never even on a reality show and it seems like he's just there for fun. I feel like he is going to, uh, you know, keep, keep it moving. I feel like he's going to, he's going to be the one that's going to keep it moving and like keep going because he's going to go under the radar. It kind of reminds me of who did that last season. Someone did that in like until the end. Well, in this episode, we got to see uh, Parvati, Parvati, I think that's how you say it, Parvati give out um, trying to poison someone in in public. She had to eliminate or or kill someone, you know, murder someone in public. And the way that she had to do that was getting someone to drink a sip from her um, goblet, which by the way, was like giving me such Princess Bride vibes. Do you guys remember Princess Bride when they had to, you know, give out the drink? So, um, so we were watching, we were watching her go around and she finally picked the one person that she thought would drink the drink. And to me, that means that she picked the person that she didn't think was the smartest in the tool shed. And that was Ekansu. Sue couldn't tell you what show she was on. You guys tell me. I have no idea where Sue came from, but she's not on a show I ever watched, but she um, she ended up taking a sip from the goblet. Now we find out that she didn't actually get murdered at night like normal when they walk in the room and everyone shows up at breakfast. She ends up coming to breakfast, but then later on through the challenge and they're slowly eliminating people, she ends up getting eliminated in front of everyone. No one remembers who gave Ekansu that drink. No one has any memory of who, um, you know, did that. And then they end up starting to kind of point daggers. Now, Larsa makes a mistake here, okay? Larsa makes a mistake because she decides that she is going to go to, um, you know, she's going to be very vocal. It's, it's, It's not smart to be a very vocal person on any of these shows. If you watch Big Brother this last season, like, the people that win are usually not the screaming loud ones, but some people are so loud, right? So Larsa decides to take over and she's pointing people out and she's saying this and she's saying that and she's saying this and she's, she's really getting loud about it being CT. She is convinced that it is CT. Now we all know CT is not a traitor, but Larsa ends up getting all attention on her because she's so loud And she ends up going home. So now we're down to just a few Bravo people left. We have Sheree, we have Tamra, we have MJ, and Phaedra. Those four left. But it will be really, really interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now I will move on for those of you that aren't watching Traders. Just I'm telling you to watch. It's really, really good. It's really good. Okay. Let's talk about the Jeff Lewis drama. I will say this. There is obviously, for those of you that are Jeff Lewis fans, for those of you that are online and for those of you that listen every day and know kind of like the inner workings, I think a lot of you will understand that there was some drama over the weekend, right? Because a comment what happened about Jeff Lewis talked about this on Friday with Marge. He had Marge from um, Jersey. And it comes up that she had um been approached by a fan, Sarah from Texas. We all know Sarah from Texas, right she uh, she got sponsored soiree, which is Marge's company, which by the way, honestly, marge is has never had more advertisement for soiree like we're all talking about soiree now. I feel like I need to buy some soiree anyway, marge um went on. Jeff Lewis's show, and they talked about a conversation that Jeff and Marge had had the night prior where Marge said, I sent over soiree for your event. I guess that's kind of how it came out. And Jeff said, whoa, 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 that's not my event. Jeff decided to have a conversation on his show, which is why I'm covering it, because this is all stuff that has been covered on the show. He had a conversation about the fact that he doesn't want his fans and people who are doing fan groups to ever reach out to any of his people to try to get free product. We all remember flipping out. We all remember Jenny Poulos. We all remember this is something that has happened over the years, throughout the years, right? And we know that this is a thing that a trigger for Jeff. Now, I'm not going to get into specifics of what I know and what I don't know. I just know that this was a, a lot was talked about this over the weekend, whether it's on Facebook groups, I mean, discourse like you wouldn't believe Facebook groups. People are sending me Reddit threads. People are sending me all the shit online comments on Instagram posts. I will get more into this on my Patreon because it is a little bit more kind of, um, I would say, uh, inside baseball conversation. So I don't want to bore a lot of you guys, but I will definitely talk about it. Um, more on Patreon. All I will say is that um, it was covered again today and on the after show with Carrie and Todd, Carrie Lewis and Todd Lewis. So Todd is Jeff's brother and Carrie Lewis is his sister-in-law. And by the way, I saw Carrie yesterday at my workout. Um, Carrie and I have a lot of like mutual friends. We were both like Valley moms. And I feel like you with the same age kids. We have a lot of mutual friends. So I ran into her and we chatted for a bit yesterday morning. She's so cute um, and and sweet. I really like her. So she, she and Todd and Jeff covered it today on the after show. All I'll say right now is go and listen to the after show so you can get more information on what happened and I will talk about it more. I just think it is an interesting conversation. I find this really interesting. And I guarantee you, look, Sarah needs to talk about it because everyone's talking about it in the Jeff Lewis world. She runs an account where she talks about these people and she's, you know, her, her Instagram handle is Jeff Lewis obsessed. So she's going to have to talk about this today. She does a show every single day. So here's free advertisement for Sarah. I believe that she probably is okay with the fact that everyone's talking about it because I think a lot of people feel press is press, right? You know, I, um, I am personally very affected by people's feelings about me and I'm learning as this month is my month of learning how to separate myself. In fact, Shep's, Shep's Instagram caption last week when he talked about the fact like what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours and it's all good. Like we're not going to have the same opinion really sat with me and I was like, this is something I really need to like learn as someone that's in the public space. But some people don't care. Some people are down for the haters. Like they're like, bring it on. You're talking about me, bring it on. So I'm curious to hear what Sarah has to say. Like I said, I will talk about more from my perspective and my thoughts um, as someone that is in this world and in this space. And what I didn't love was hearing how Jeff said now he has to like be very careful about inviting any of the insiders to his events because I'm like, dude, that sucks for people, other people. Um, and I don't love that. I would love to get a little bit, um, more information on all of it. So I'm very, very interested to hear what happened. I am not affiliated with Sarah from Texas personally. I just want you guys to know, other than the fact that we have both created shows, we both go live every day. We are friends. We are friendly. We. She's been on my show, I believe. I've been on her show. Um, we have a lot of mutuals. Like Sarah Frazier was at the event, and I'm good friends with Sarah too online. She's been on my show. I've been on her show. Zach Peter and I... Zach. Zach was at the event. Zach and I do a a weekly show together and I freaking love him. And we share a lot of people in common. I was at his live show on a panel. Um, So there's definitely connections here, but I was not affiliated with that event. I just want to put it out there. I just want to put it out there. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, Oh my gosh. Well, uh, one more thing about Jeff Lewis. So Jeff had a Rosie O'Donnell snafu over the weekend and I saw this and I was like, whoa, I don't follow Rosie O'Donnell. Although she follows me on TikTok strangely, but I don't follow her on, um, on like Instagram or anything, but I guess she posted a picture on her stories of Jeff Lewis looking distorted and effed up. Like his lips were blown up. His face looked a little weird. Um, and she said, what the dot, dot, dot. Now, this is weird because according to Jeff, and he talked about it today on his show, he and Rosie are close and always were. There was no drama. She had been nice to him. He had been on her show. She had sent him some gifts and stuff. So it was all good. I found this to be so awful for Rosie O'Donnell. Let me explain why. Rosie is like the biggest advocate from what I know about accepting people and for being tolerant for people who are not the same, right? Whether it's LGBTQIA plus community, whether it's about weight, whether it's about facial, you know, faces or hair or whatever. Like, Rosie is one of the people that I think is, like, so unaffected by beauty standards, right? She's not out there doing Botox and getting her hair done and makeup done. Like, let's not throw stones at glass houses. Personally, I just don't like that at all. I think if Rosie was like really obsessed with looks and like keeping herself looking amazing and talked about this, it feels real effed up um, that she would throw Jeff under the bus. Now, what was weird was that Jeff's ex Stu also posted a picture with him and Rosie saying flashback Friday, which was either a nod being like, Rosie, I see you. I love what you're doing. You're throwing Jeff under the bus. Or it was Maybe Stu and and Rosie are friends, and he gave Rosie a lot of bad information about Jeff. Now, Rosie deleted the picture. Apparently, a lot of chumps, a lot of you guys went after Rosie and said, What? This is so rude. This is so wrong. I'm guessing. Now, do we know Jeff and Kathy Griffin's relationship? Because here's what I'm trying to put together I know Rosie O'Donnell is really close with. Rosie O'Donnell is really close with Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin has major drama with Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is really close with Jeff Lewis. It could be, and Kathy Griffin is also really close with people like Kate Casey and Meredith Lynch. These are also other content creators who are very close with Heather McDonald. And I'm wondering, is there a world where it's like team that team and then team Jeff? And I'm curious because it felt like a low blow. It was a bad look for Rosie as a mother. You're a mother and you're all about like, you know, being kind and being friendly and accepting other people who, for who they are. And then you're going to go and you're going to like throw someone under the bus for like a Photoshop bad picture. And it's mean. And you hear this in Jeff's, listen, Jeff is someone that makes fun of people left and right. That's his, that's his brand, right? When it's your brand, it's different. When it's not your brand, it seems rude, right? I'm not saying (laughs) that Jeff is, like always right. He's a jerk as well. We all know that, right? I just find it all really, really interesting. Oh, Brianna says Kathy Griffin can't stand Heather McDonald. I don't know. Katie says, I'm going to need a flow chart to keep up with who is feuding with who. So am I. I'll probably be in there at some point. Get, like put me in coach. No, really don't. I don't like feuds. I really don't. I'm like, I'm like Kim Richards in season one of Real Housewives Beverly Hills when she's like, I just don't like confrontation. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I talk about it though, because this is what you guys are interested in. I find it all really interesting. The whole like drama behind the scenes. This is like a Hollywood novel, right? This is a book. This is a, a lot of things, right? Shout out to Lisa Rosen, producer, extraordinaire. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so, oh, wow. There's so many of you guys here. Thank you. Um, let's keep talking about, so Jeff said today on the show, he had Kelly and Rick now, oh my gosh, this is another conversation. You guys, I never thought there was going to be a world, but I really like Kelly and Rick now I am in a state of really enjoying Kelly and Rick's content. Now this is also tricky because I also really like Tamara. I like her on The Traders. I'm, you know, friends with Teddy. I like two Ts. I like Tamara as a person. She sent me Vina, like, uh, but, and Tamara and Kelly and Kelly and Teddy, like big, big, big drama. I find it okay to like a little bit of everyone. I don't like everything of everyone, but I really enjoy Rick and Kelly's show. I've been finding myself tuning in every single day to the Daily Smash. I don't know. I saw their Puerto Vallarta trip with Vicky. I was like, I would like to go on that trip. Now, today we heard Kelly and Rick on Jeff Lewis's show and, you know, they talked about so much, but one of the things was talking about Vicky and how much Vicky can't stand Tamara. I mean, Vicky's going to be over on Jeff Lewis on the 2nd, I think, of February, but she was like, Vicky cannot stand Tamara. She hates her. She thinks like, like she went off. And then she also talked about the fact that Vicky's on the verge of getting proposed to. By her boyfriend, I think his name is Mike, who I met at the Jeff Lewis premiere party, the Hollywood House Lift. He seemed like a really nice guy. Lance and I had a long conversation with the two of them, but I don't know. I I, I have I'm I'm so interested in this behind the scenes. Um, drama between the Vicky and the Tamara and the Shannon. I want to see it all play out. I want to know what's happening on the season, this upcoming season. Also, you guys, by the way, tomorrow, Kyle Richards is making her premiere appearance, I think, on Jeff Lewis Live with Megan Weaver. I guarantee you it's going to be a whole long conversation about like sober and why to give up drinking because Megan Weaver, we know, stopped drinking and Kyle obviously has stopped drinking. So I'm so interested to hear that conversation with Kyle and Jeff and all the drama in the past. And I know Kyle, Jeff better, like he better get like go in on her. Like, tell me about Morgan, Morgan Wade. Like, tell me like what's going on. Oh, she has been on Jeff before. Okay. She hasn't been on it since this drama though. Right. She hasn't been on since the whole Morgan and Mo separation. Has she? Very, very interested in all of it. um. You guys, this is what keeps the world going around. A little gossip, a little fun, never hate. We cannot be hating on people. People are just trying to go out there and give us entertainment and make a living. So thank you guys for those of you who have subscribed. Rosie O'Donnell, do you believe that Rosie O'Donnell needs to apologize to Jeff? I do. I think Rosie went so lozy. right? Um... And, and that's that we'll get into more on everything on Patreon. In the meantime, you guys, thank you so much for subscribing and sharing this episode with your peeps and I'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow.